0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 306 of the Juice Box Podcast. Today's show is sponsored by the Contour Next One Blood Glucose Meter. You can find out more at contournextone.com. There's even a form there to fill out to find out if you're eligible for an absolutely free meter. And the show is also sponsored by my favorite diabetes organization, Touched by Type 1. You can check them out all day, every day on their Facebook page on Instagram, and at touchedbytype1.org. If you can't remember those links, they're available right in the show notes of your podcast player and at juiceboxpodcast.com. A
1: hallgatjátok.
0: In today's episode, I'm going to be speaking with Aggie, and she is 23 years old, from Hungary. Don't worry, she won't speak in Hungarian. That was the only time she'll do that right there, where she said, "You're listening to the Juice Box podcast," or something very close to that, as far as I can tell. We're going to get started quickly here, but please remember two things. One, I don't keep the guest's biggest revelations till the end of the show on purpose, but it did happen today. So remember that. And also remember That nothing you hear on the Juicebox podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise. Always consult a physician before making any changes to your healthcare plan or being bold with insulin. I just got back from Dallas where I did a talk at a type 1 event and I'm exhausted. So I'm expecting the ads to be completely ridiculous. I apologize now to contour next one and touch by type 1. What do you think of that? Getting ahead of it. By the way, worst travel weekend ever. I will tell you about it sometime soon. Really, really upsetting. Ooh, the music. Sounds just like that, doesn't it?
1: To make things easier, uh, you can call me Aggie because it's more international. So, And it kind of fits my name. Agnes is my full name, Agnes in Hungarian. But Aggie is fine, I like it, and I I call myself that in English, so, yeah. Hello, I'm uh, Aggie from Hungary. I'm uh, 23 years old. I'm a production planner and a food engineer, and um, I have diabetes since I'm five years old.
0: Five years old. Okay, normally I would make some stupid joke about math, but instead I want to know what a food engineer is.
1: Um, Well, it's kind of complex because um, you can work with um, food engineering, really like uh, producing new kind of food, but these days that's really impossible because we have all kinds of food. You can work with uh, improving the technology or supervising the technology and stuff like that, but um, I had an opportunity to work as a... um, as um production planner which is not really a food engineer job but i work in food industry
0: Gotcha So production planner um, like the overall how things are produced on an assembly line or in a that kind of an idea
1: Um from an office and i schedule the production and check if we have all the necessary raw materials for that Gotcha
0: for short sure. I I once met a woman who was a chef who worked for I don't know like one of the companies that makes processed food like something you would yeah. buy, buy in a bag add water and a tablespoon of butter to and it would be a casserole and it was her job it was her job to put the ingredients in that like that dry concoction that you get in the bag to make it taste like what it was supposed to taste like when it got to your table it was really fascinating I'm part of that actually <laughs> <That's
1: amazing. laughs> because because, um, I don't help producing the stuff that goes into the box straight and to the shop for the customers,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but, um, a business to business solution for the other big companies who produce that.
0: That's crazy. And you're young too. How did, what did you go to school for to get that kind of a job?
1: I live in a university city and, um. Here we have a really good relationship with companies, and um, there was a mentor program, and um, I started it. And they said, "We like you, and why don't you come and work for us?" And I said, "Yes,
0: <laughs> I of would, course." <laughs> yeah, that's it's amazing. So Aggie, I have to ask you because I'm in New Jersey uh, at, making a podcast about type one diabetes, and you're in Hungary, so. How did you find the show?
1: Um, about exactly a year ago, I found it and, um, it was due to the fact that, uh, I wanted, um, better control mm-hmm. and, um, I wanted to find people who are in the same shoes as me because, um, here in Hungary, we have a really conservative, um, system. And uh, there are really good doctors. Really, um, I I love Mayando, and um, he's doing a really great job. But at this point, as as um, I'm listening to to your podcast and uh, finding out what works for me, it's really like, hello, how you, how are you doing? And then, okay, see you in three months. <laughs> but uh, that was the that was the whole idea to to find new ideas and um, prove that I'm not silly and we can do better and and not just sticking your finger, I don't know, seven times a day and that's it. So,
0: yeah. So it's fair to say that you were living, I mean, you've been living with diabetes for a very long time, and but yeah. but more so as an adult now, you started thinking there has, like you're seeing things and thinking there has to be more to this than what this endocrinologist is telling me.
1: Yeah, um, so I'm actually from a small town um, where we don't really have opportunities, and um, the whole country is behind uh, diabetes technology about, I don't know, let's say three to three years, which is, in these days, is quite a lot because we are advancing really fast, so the latest Dexcom sensor we have is the um, G4.
0: Okay. Do you have a feeling for when you get an update, or is it just happen and you don't really hear about it, it's just there one day?
1: Um, I have an Anima pump, and um, with that, there goes uh, the Dex- Dexcom G4, and I tried it once, but it was just to adjust things and to see trends, but just for a week.
0: Oh, so they gave it to you like a loaner just to so you could kind of get the big... Oh, that's kind of mean, isn't it? To show you what it could be like with a CGM and then take it from you. Uh,
1: It was kind of frightening because um, I had... So I always thought I had fair control. And with the CGM, I saw numbers that I thought it's crazy. Like, uh, I'm in the different... um, Blood glucose measurement area, but I can translate some of it because as I'm listening to a podcast for a year, I'm kind of you used to can, the you the can other do numbers. The
0: translation, real quick. I'll pull mine up too, so I have it. So, I, but go ahead.
1: So, um, after meals, I used to have I don't know numbers like 300 even almost, and when I measured uh, just in some points, I had. I don't know, 120, 100, depends on the situation, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, when I had the CGM, I was I was frightened, like, where where do this come from and what are these? And at that point, I was on the pump for three years and I just didn't get it. And my A1C never went under eight. So um, I know that's the solution right there, but.
0: It's just. <laughs> yeah. How do you figure out the rest? So, Aggie, you, what you had happening was you were counting carbs, putting insulin in, yeah, waiting three or four hours or whatever, testing again and being like, hey, my blood sugar is 120, which we're going to call what, about 6.7 for you?
1: Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah. Yeah.
0: And it all seemed exciting. And then they put the glucose monitor on you and you saw that, what, like 90 minutes after you ate, your blood sugar was on, yeah. like 16 and a half, right? Yeah.
1: yeah. And I wasn't pre at all. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I sit by the table, take my insulin, and take my first bite the same minute. And it was just crazy. Right. Because um, here they tell you that this insulin is super fast-acting. Like, like that, that's the term. It's
0: fast-acting. Fast act.
1: yeah. And, like, yeah, you just have it, and there you go. You can do whatever. And um,
0: Did you listen to the Pro tip series when Jenny... Smith said that that's the, the worst thing they could call that insulin is fast acting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because it gave you that, that gave you that feeling, right? Like, yeah. Right. Push it, push the button and it works.
1: I yeah. laughed when she, when she said those things out loud, I was like, Oh my God, it's totally the same. And, and I'm, I, I just don't know why I haven't figured this out earlier. Um, I knew the idea of people bolusing um, before your podcast, but I tried experimenting really when when I got uh, stuck with with your podcast because I started a year ago, so I had uh, quite some episodes to catch up to. So yeah. Did you,
0: did you listen all the way through?
1: I'm not sure. I would say as I'm at about eighty or ninety percent because um, I had some episodes which I couldn't really relate to, mm-hmm. like. Um, it was just not that interesting from my perspective and my my country because I sometimes um, just realized how how different parts of the world are we because we don't really have these um, educators you have. You only go to your endo and you have an assistant as well mm-hmm. uh, you can talk to. But really, that's all. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Do you know any people in real life that have type 1? People who live near you or friends or acquaintances?
1: I have a best friend with diabetes, but she lives far away. um, Because we have um, a serious fun camp here in Hungary. Um, And uh, I was there when I was um, a teenager. And um, it was really great because it wasn't about diabetes. It was about... um, you can do anything Sorry. and you have, and you have diabetes, but that's not a big deal. Yeah,
0: so, kind they, of they so, so you guys met each other at camp. How far did you have to travel to go there?
1: Um, it's about, so Hungary is not a big country, okay. so there are not big distances. The camp is actually around 150 kilometers
0: that and, and you guys? Do you guys keep in touch through social media? Um,
1: yeah. yeah, and once we had uh, separately a holiday in Prague, <laughs> and accidentally we met uh, there. So
0: really, you just bumped yeah. into each other in Prague.
1: Yeah, uh, like uh, I traveled to uh, Prague with uh, my boyfriend, and um, I posted it to Facebook, and she said. Oh my God, I'm here as well. And I'm like, (laughs) it was not scheduled at all. (laughs) And it was really fun.
0: That's amazing. That really is cool. Yeah. Well, I am. So, but so when you make that decision that day, like I need to find out more, what did you imagine? Like, did you just as a younger person think I'll, I'll look for a podcast or did you find it on like Instagram or how did you, I can't figure out how you even learned of the existence of this.
1: I, I, I really love to Google things in English because I feel like Hungary is a bit back in technology, and I just wanted to know what the stuff, what what people do anywhere around the world, what could be available for me. Is there anything others do different? And um, so you... as I as I searched through the internet, I just uh, my boyfriend told me that he. Listens um, podcast about coffee and stuff like that, and I'm like, that's so dumb. Why I wouldn't listen to a podcast with diabetes? And you were the number one uh, in my search bar. I don't know from where or which site. It was a it was a collection.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm also glad to know that you think that a podcast about coffee is stupid because I think you're right about that.
1: I, can, um, I, need to I love coffee. Yeah, I love coffee but, and coffee is my life. But just weekly a podcast about coffee sounds a bit silly to me. I, have
0: to, but. I really have to figure. I'm going to find out what you talk about on a podcast about coffee. That's, I mean, <laughs> this coffee's is hot. Uh,
1: no, actually, it's... Um, it's really a food engineer stuff.
0: <laughs> oh, that makes more sense. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking, like, how so, how long could someone, you know, wax poetic about coffee before I got bored? I think it's about 18 seconds. <laughs> of course, there's probably people listening now that are like, you're pretty boring, too. So, I, I get it. I think it's
1: um, a bit different coffee culture we have here mm-hmm. than you. Because we have, um, um, I don't know, the the English term for that. New wave. Yeah. New wave? New wave. Kind of, yeah. I think that's how would I translate it. And it's uh, different brewing methods and roasting methods and stuff like that. It's kind of interesting, but I wouldn't listen to it.
0: (laughs) How would you have said new wave in Hungarian?
1: Újhullámos.
0: That's what I'm going to call the episode. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I I'm going to have to get you to spell that for me later, but, but that's not the, either. Yeah. So, so, okay, so, so you're, so you, are you 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 start looking out in the world, you you have an animus pump and not, and no glucose monitor, but you had the, I mean, you had the information from this one week that the doctor gave it to you. Do you have a glucose monitor now?
1: Yeah. For one year. Uh, that's exactly how I, I bought the CGM and I started to listen to your podcast the same time.
0: Wow. But and you are you paying for it cash or how does how does reimbursement? Uh, work we right?
1: have we have absolutely no money from the state or or insurance or anything for that. But um, you can write to the state, and um, they might give you some or all of the money for the sensors. It's all up to them how many and if they give any.
0: Did you do that?
1: Um, actually, I started this process two months from now. I didn't want to start it but at the end of the year because they are all out of money. Mm-hmm. And you have to wait to start the process again because it's not like, no, we won't give anything to you. But please give me. So it's, it's not works like that. So I waited out for the beginning of the year, and um, I'm uh, currently waiting for the results.
0: <laughs> Are you hopeful that it'll work out for you and that you'll get some reimbursement?
1: Um, yeah, because um, I've worked down my E1C to 6.5.
0: Hey, congratulations. Where was it a year ago?
1: A year ago, it was 8.7 or something like that.
0: Aggie, good job. Congratulations. Well, that's amazing.
1: It's it's part of your job as well because um I I think um I had it in me, but you just told me via the podcast that if you feel like it you should do it. Oh. And yeah.
0: Oh that's so wonderful. Don't make me you, cry over have me cry You
1: have bucket. me big time. I was talking about you with my mom because um, in my family, my mom is my caregiver, okay. and um my dad could do the stuff, but really, it was just like firefighting, like mom is not home. let's put in fifty gram of carbs with five units of insulin and hope not to die <laughs> <laughs> that
0: that was your dad's that was your dad's theories
1: um. My mom gave me the manuals.
0: <laughs> oh <laughs> so my god! We um, Arden. I'm beginning to try to understand looping with Arden. That, oh,
1: know. I'm I'm just so jealous. I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, oh, I'm so jealous. I I love that stuff because I have the Matronic and life sensors with my old Animas pump, and I'm just if my sensor was a bit better and. And I, I had Omnipod or or the Tandem or something like that. I just want something that I have I have a good glucose monitor. And with that, my pump would do something. Yeah. I don't know, Loop is a different system. But like Tandem has the... Low
0: basal IQ the, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Well, I, I'll t- I was going to tell you that I put it on Arden the first time. And I really don't know what I'm doing still. I'm still teaching it to myself. <laughs> so we put it on and... And she's like, what do we do now? I'm like, well, we, clo- we close the loop and let it start working by itself. And we pu- she pushed the button and I looked at her and very sarcastically with my eyes. I don't know if you can imagine being sarcastic with your eyes. I said, <laughs> uh, good luck. And she, ta- she started laughing. She's like, what do you mean? I'm like, I have no idea what's going to happen. And she's like, am I going to die? And I'm like, probably not. And so <laughs> she, she did not die. She's doing okay. Um, I
1: love Junebug and, and I love their stories And I first knew that um, – uh, loop
0: with omnipot from, from them. Our, on Insta- uh, you know Junebug through Instagram or from the podcast?
1: From podcast,
0: yeah. <laughs> She'll be thrilled to hear that. That's very nice. Well, I want to go back to your mom for a second. When you go to your mother, who I assume has been helping with your diabetes your entire life, and you say, I found a stranger on the internet from America, <laughs> and he helped me get my A1C down <laughs> two points. Is she happy for you, or is she mad at me? What's going on exactly?
1: She's just I don't know, do your stuff uh, kind of attitude, because um, I've been doing this alone for six years. So six years on the pump, but uh, previously with the pants, I was kind of alone, but we were discussing it. Okay. But she never never said to do something differently. She, She just suggested that Maybe you might want to give an extra half unit or something like that, but not, not, not like uh, I text her and she texts me back like you do without them. It's <laughs> she, not... <laughs>
0: you, don't, you don't send your mom a note that says, Mom, I'm having some borscht here and I need to know how many units this is. She, nothing like that happens. <laughs> and is borscht in any way something you eat in Hungary?
1: My, my favorite thing in your podcast, I don't know actually what that kind of stuff you're talking about, so we don't <laughs> have that. My, my favorite part, I don't know which episode this was, like when Arden texted you that she wants to eat, eat a muffin and you asked how big is that muffin. I don't know, it's big.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I was laughing because I'm still counting carbs. Uh,
0: well, I'm, glad, I'm glad you thought it was funny.
1: <laughs> and I was like, what the heck? So if I even see that muffin, I don't know what to bolus. I would figure it out. But but I I would just scratch my head for two minutes before I,
0: I, I understand. <laughs> Give me one second, I have to do something real quick, I'll be right back. Sorry. About okay. That. Okay, everybody, listen up. The Contour Next One blood glucose meter is going to help you navigate diabetes management. This is a highly accurate and easy to use meter. It has its own unique smart light feature. It instantly shows if blood glucose is in target range, and that will definitely help you to make treatment decisions. We all know that the age of smart diabetes management is upon us, and by integrating your blood glucose meter with a smartphone app, you can simplify the management of your diabetes, and the Contour Next one allows you to do just that. Blood sugar results are captured throughout the day, can be automatically synced and logged over time your results may create meaningful insights into how your activities affect your blood sugar levels which can help you improve your understanding of diabetes all of this while being on the same platform that you use for so many other aspects of your life that's right, right there on your smartphone, this is for Apple or Android you gotta go to contournextone.com to check it out when you get there, at the top there's a Yellow button says get a free contour next one meter. Not everybody's eligible, but you very well may be. So that's worth looking into also while you're there. Listen, here's what's really important. My daughter uses the contour next one. It is terrifically accurate. It is easy to carry. It just works. And the test strips allow you to miss the first time. And you can miss with the test strip and go back for more blood without messing things up. Contournextone.com, where the links in your show notes, or the links in your show notes, or Juicebox Top, where the links in your show notes, I am going to get this right. Contournextone.com, where the links in your show notes, or the ones you'll find at JuiceboxPodcast.com. I am so tired, I am not editing any of that out. So I don't even care if there's any music. You got to check out dot oneorg It's Dancing for Diabetes. They changed their name, but they did not change their mission. You have to, have to go check them out. Definitely go look. Brand new website. They're still on Facebook. They're still on Instagram. They're still my favorite organization. I think they might be yours too. All they're looking for from you is a what's up. Just go take a look. Touchedbytype1.org or look for them on Facebook or Instagram. And just pretend the music was playing there. Let me just tell you for a second. I, I don't want to take up a bunch of your time. I don't want you to forget... Aggie's accent and have to rehear it over all over again is really what I'm worried about this going too long, but flights were terrible. Hotel thing was a mess. Got that fixed. Huge headache. The first day come home, blah, blah, blah. Here's the end of it. Left my iPad in the seat back of the plane. Lost my iPad. My iPad is gone. I tried to do something nice in the world and for my trouble, the world took my iPad or I was just exhausted and I forgot it there. Anyway, uh, don't cry for me. I'm fine. My iPad, of course, is lost. It's probably sad somewhere right now. Do you think it's just like, Scott, he just left me there, and then this guy picked me up, and I don't even know this man, and now he's touched my button. I don't know. Probably not, right? It's just an iPad. Here comes Aggie. Seriously, she's doing terrific on the show, and she really picks up steam and hits a a real heartwarming note at the end. I hope you guys all appreciate it as much as I did. Back to the show. That was, I don't know if you could hear that through the microphone, um, but I'm watching Arden's blood sugar through night scout because she's looping and, yeah. I, and I can see what the loop's planning on doing and, and how it's adjusting her basal rates and stuff. And of course today, about, I guess about a half an hour ago now, I texted her and I was like, how come we're not, you know, bolusing for lunch? What's going on? She goes, they moved my lunch today to later. And I thought, oh, well, great. Like, you you know, like, why don't they ever tell you that stuff? So, um, so her blood sugars just dipped down to 65. Now I can see that the loop has completely dialed back her basal. It's completely off right now. And I imagine from the path it's taking, I don't think she's going to get much lower than this. Um, if lower at all, I just don't know when she's going to eat. So I'm going to kind of let it ride for a little while because I'm learning how it thinks right now. I don't know if that makes sense or not. Um, but I'm interested. I can't wait to see. We'll find out together. Um, I'm hoping not to have to have her drink anything. She hasn't had a juice in like 12 hours. Um, this um, She got up this morning I looked at the loop when I woke up later. She had had a a drop. Her blood sugar tried to get low around 5 a.m. The loop stopped it and brought it back up. And then the dawn phenomenon kind of hit her. as She was about 6 a.m. when she was waking up, and I watched the basal come on and squash it and keep it level. She woke up exactly at 100 and went to school about 45 minutes later, walked right into a math test. I saw the adrenaline hit her from the math test. The loop squashed the adrenaline. She never went over 124. Then she came back down into about the 96 range and rode there for like three hours. And now she's 65. But in fairness, she's that food she ate this morning. Oh, by the way, around 9 o'clock, she decided to have a churro, which I don't know if that's <laughs> something you know what that is or not.
1: But. Um, I know that, yeah. Okay.
0: So she's like, I'm going to have a churro. And I was like, whatever. So it took care of that. No spike. But now the churro's clearly gone out of her system, and she hasn't eaten now for a couple of hours. So this is interesting. There's no food in her whatsoever. I am i can't wait to see what it does next, actually.
1: I, I'm really jealous. I, I, I can't express it, and I don't know what point will we decide to, oh, my God, we need to catch up to America. Like, they have the G6 now. <laughs> we wait, have to let, do something. Let,
0: let's get something. And who would you... Is there a... Um, A government entity that you could reach out to and say, hey, look, there's, like, why are we not working harder to have up-to-date technology for ourselves? Um, Could you become, like, a a diabetes advocate in Hungary?
1: There are a lot of people working on um, um, getting reimbursement on sensors. Mm -hmm. Um, I could be a part of it, but... um, You're busy. I, I do it in in a in a smaller level. I'm trying to help other diabetics and um, and tell them their current options. And uh, it's not my thing to go to the government and do stuff. But uh, but um, I help them and whatever we need to do to to join them and um, and stand behind them, stand behind them. I'm
0: there. Yeah. So. Are you are you like my satellite office in Hungary? Are you are you yeah? Sell, you're, yes. you're selling the you're selling the podcast over there. Thank you very much.
1: I'm trying, but um, I don't really have that many diabetics who speaks English as good. So I'm trying to give the information and the ideas, and I show them what works for me, mm-hmm. and and what I do, and um, yeah, it's part of your your podcast, but. Um, I I I know more parents um, who have smaller kids, and um, I talk to them. And um, when I uh, uh, like my best friends uh, here in Hungary, I I tell them ideas. And anyone who's curi- curious, actually, I I'm part of uh, Hungarian diabetic groups, stuff like that, in Facebook. So. You're, just, try, you're just
0: trying to get the word out. Do you find people resistant to the idea of how you're handling things? Yeah. Yeah, because it's and, not uh, what they've heard?
1: And uh, not just that, because um, so I'm pretty lucky to have a job um, from where I can afford to buy a CGM. I see. It's it's really costly here. For a kid, it's uh, almost 100% that uh, they will get the reimbursement. So but I you, try but when to, you
0: become an adult, though, it's on you and yeah,
1: you're eighteen, and i I don't want to say something nasty, so <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're eighteen just, and you're on your own and go yeah. after go f yourself <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, gotcha. kind
1: of like that, and uh, it's same with the pump, so you get it for uh i I don't know how many dollars, but it's it's not a big money it's it's really it's like. You you could buy it in any social place you are uh, for kids.
0: Okay. But
1: as soon as you're eighteen, it's a month of salary with eighty percent uh reimbursement. It's it's not. And I know I'm I'm in a good place because insulin is almost free. And I know um the situation in America about that. So I feel lucky that I have insulin for free.
0: So they give you the insulin, but the technology they're not as free with.
1: Yeah. Pans are free and do your stuff.
0: That's interesting.
1: (laughs) Not even even the test strips are free, actually.
0: So you
1: you have, uh, yeah, uh, you have um, five strips per day for one month. And uh, it's about... um, Five dollars, so it's not a big deal. But if you don't have a CGM, five finger sticks is is just nothing.
0: (laughs) No, of course, yeah. Five doesn't begin to. I mean, once you've seen the CGM data, right now you now you know five is just it's not even close. Um, Yeah, it it doesn't help you at all. I I think you'd have to probably finger. I think you'd probably have to finger stick in excess of ten times, probably a dozen times a day, to even begin to start understanding. Um, What it is that you're not seeing, I guess I'm trying to figure out how big Hungary is compared to like a state in the United States so people can understand I think
1: it's about a state But I don't know which because I'm not good at
0: the American state Don't worry, (laughs) let me see if I can figure it out Hungary size compared to Texas There, somebody has googled it before me We'll go with their google Somebody else's Google Foo. Hungary is about seven times smaller than Texas. uh, Texas is approximately 678,000 square kilometers, kilometers, while Hungary is approximately 93,000 square kilometers. Population of Texas is 25 million. The population of Hungary is about 10 million. Okay, so the reason I looked is because I realized I had a conversation with somebody the other day where I said something that doesn't really match reality. I I said, I said, if we all just lived in, I forget how I put it. I was like, if we all just lived in, I don't know, a place the size of Texas, you'd think they could figure out how to make diabetes supplies more affordable and accessible to everybody because there'd be so fewer people that it would be easy to do. But you're in a situation like that and it's not happening. So my question that I hope it doesn't feel insulting, but is Hungary, uh, is it a poorer country in general?
1: Um, I don't like this term because, um, yeah, that's what
0: I'm saying. Put it the uh, I, I don't
1: find it insulting at all. Okay. Um, I would say there are very poor people, um, who I think there are more than, um, in the imaginative country, you would ideally, just imagine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, there are people who are really just in a good place and they don't want to choose anything. And there are very few rich people who are rich due to the um, big amount of poor people. Mm-hmm. And uh, I really hate this situation. <laughs> no. um,
0: yeah.
1: So um, I would say... um. Health technology here. If you want to do something to advance yourself and be healthier, but it's not compulsory to live. You won't get any support, mm-hmm. and it's really costly here. Yeah.
0: So, I got you. It's been a long time now, but I I once went to the Dominican Republic to give a to give a a talk about type one and. It, I the one thing that threw me off by it was that I was in a hotel that was being guarded by a man with a shotgun, and then the next five storefronts going down the street were abandoned, and then the sixth storefront was a Ferrari dealership. And it just I couldn't make sense of it in my head that there were people there who um, you know, couldn't keep their businesses open, the businesses that people needed. Uh, that the crime was bad enough that, you know, my hotel had a man with a shotgun standing out in front of it. And yet somebody, not just somebody, but a lot of people could afford to buy a Ferrari. And it just, I don't know, it, it never made sense to me. I, it was really hard to, to imagine. And those people were living on 30 test trips a month from the government.
1: Actually, the problem here is I think we have way too much taxes. And we pay taxes after taxes, and um, there's hu- there are huge taxes everywhere. Like um, there's a, a ridiculous uh, article in, in on this case. Like when the new iPhone Seven came out, it was only uh, so it it wasn't uh, much more expensive to fly to America, buy the new iPhone there, and fly back to Hungary. Oh.
0: How much does it cost to fly to America?
1: I don't know. <laughs> Big time. <laughs> and 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 I was just I, I couldn't imagine how how this is possible like um, like it's it's just ridiculous.
0: Yeah, no that's that's insane. Um and and I take your point. It's a, it's an an amazing example of it. Um I'm looking at uh, Budapest to New York City $500 one way. So $1,000 to fly then another, you know, $800 to buy the phone and y- you'd be cheaper than just buying it there. It's that I wonder what that is. I don't even listen, my understanding of, you know, international tax systems is uh, <laughs> non existent. But I, I, I understand living and uh, wanting to buy something and not having it. I mean, in, in comparison, if if your iPhone was just the cost of the phone like it is here, uh, I don't know, say $600 to like $800, something like that, is that something you could afford?
1: Sorry, I didn't get it. <laughs>
0: um, is, is an iPhone something you could afford if it was in American dollars on your salary?
1: Uh, on my salary, yes, but I think I live above um,
0: the average. Gotcha.
1: Okay. So there are um, really good uh, multinational companies here because um, work is cheap here. And um, people who can um, work in offices in these kind of um, factories, they, they have good salary, they live well. It's, it's not uh, that huge amount of money that you become millionaire of. But it's just uh, you can go to holidays and uh, you can um, have kids, and it's it's not um, not over your head every day. But uh, I know my parents who work at home; they are entrepreneurs, but um, they are not. So they they have enough money. Uh, they don't live from month to month. Mm-hmm. But, um, last time we were, uh, on a holiday was when, um, I was a fourth grader.
0: So, so, so not, not money to be running around and spending constantly on things that, yeah. that aren't your, the staples, the things that you need, food and shelter yeah. and, and healthcare and things like that. So,
1: so I, I would say we are uh, living well and, uh, we have uh, spare money, but it's just, you, you won't pay for the extras like, um,
0: yeah. <laughs> so, um, hmm. all right, well, let me think you, so you have it, you have your CGM now that you're paying cash for and, yeah. and you're, you're you pumping and you, you've got your A1C crazy good. You're pre-bolusing and doing, I guess, all the stuff that we talk about on the podcast. Now, has your life like with diabetes become like less of your time and attention? Is it would you call it easier now or, or what's your experience been in this last year?
1: Um more of my attention, but uh, more effortless. So it's like thinking about um oh it's gonna rain, I will take this raincoat with me. Okay. So that kind of thing.
0: So a little more a little more pre planning. But But, then, your results are much better, and other things get better
1: yeah and um so i I wasn't really at a at a good place when i I started to fake things in my hand because I was pumping, but I didn't want to put much effort. I had times when I used it something like a pen i I wouldn't adjust basals. i so the Bazel program I would adjust, but not um, Temple Bazel or, or, or something like that. I, I wouldn't do those things. Um, then I, I started to use those uh, functions on my own with more or less success. And um, then I was thinking that maybe I should do something more. I have my own job. I can buy this and maybe I won't have that money uh, spare money but um, I could buy my my uh healthiness my my health and um and that's not something you can measure in money.
0: No. No, I agree. I I think that you have to put I don't I I don't understand what the hmm, let me see how I want to think about how to put this. So I saw someone today say I don't let diabetes stop me. And the uh, and then they said if my blood sugar's 500, I don't leave work. If I'm low and I'm doing something important, I press through it. And I thought that's admirable. Like you know, it is to be hit with something that's that harsh, but it's it's something I'm having trouble describing and I've been I've tried a couple of times and we'll try it again here. The idea that pressing through doing the a dangerous thing for yourself that's not success that's no you know that's being like bullheaded which is you know it's very valuable at some points in life but you can't confuse I didn't let a 500 blood sugar stop me today with I don't know something that's particularly good it's not bad. I mean, I see their point. Like I didn't get a high blood sugar and go, I have to go home from work or I can't go to school today or something like that. Um, I get the point they're trying to make, but I don't understand what their goal is, I guess.
1: I had a 300 stop me from doing my work, actually. Well, I
0: would imagine it could. Right? <laughs> it seems to knock garden um, on her butt. You know? I,
1: I, I had to drive home because um, I had a, a wonky cannula or something like that. I don't quite remember. I was remember I. I I was there at my job. I had my CGM thankfully because when I, I realized I have something going on, I was, I was home before it got too dangerous because I, I work in a different city. Um, it's a smaller one than I live in and I, I don't really want to, to move there. So every day it's, um, 35 kilometers from home to work. And, um, that's backwards as well, and it was rising. And um, I I took insulin, and it didn't stop. It it wasn't a, a two arrow upwards or something like that. It was just going up, going up. And we were after lunch, and I I knew it it's not lunch because I had uh, spaghetti and eyeballs for spaghetti, like a pro, like. Nobody boluses spaghetti <laughs> like me. And um, I, I knew there was something wrong and uh, I excused myself and, and left. And uh, I was right because when I ripped out the cannula, it was bleeding and it was, it was going down on, on my legs. And I never had a bleeder like that yeah, before. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> you weren't getting the insulin that you thought you were getting. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. and that 300 blood sugar, it really does. I you know, it's worth going over sometimes for people. Um slower thought process, foggy brain, tired, right? Like describe what it feels like to be that high.
1: Um At that point I I didn't had um that good control for a long time. It was just the first month and I still had spikes. So it, it wasn't that bad. Um, these days, it would give me a headache. And um, probably I would just feel like I could sleep for a week. And, and I just don't have um, uh, thoughts that make sense. Right. Like in my head, they make sense. But when I say it out loud, it's like, it's gibberish. <laughs>
0: it just doesn't work. Yeah, Uh, Arden had a, um, so as I'm trying to dial in this, you know, trying to get the, the, the loop right, I had one night where I just, I, I didn't have it yet, you know? And so she kept dipping lower and then, you know, coming back and lower. and It happened like three, four times overnight while I was trying to get it dialed in. And she woke up in the morning and she had what I hear adults describe as like a low blood sugar hangover. Yeah. yeah, where she just felt terrible, and uh, the best I could tell her was, hey, we're going to eat, and I think in a couple of hours you're going to feel better, like, from what I hear from other people, but I'm not sure, and I'm sorry, and, you know, I was like get in school, go. <laughs> you, you yeah. know, so.
1: Actually, actually, today is a good example for that, because uh, last night I had, I don't know, an an eight-hour lasting low, like, I just couldn't. Uh, make it right. I ate almost a bag of um, glucose tabs, and it just didn't work. Like I, I thought, I'm crazy. Like I, I was eating everything, as in the book, and as I did, and uh, it was like eating five glucose tabs and then go back to sleep and then check again, and
0: um, it just kept going back down.
1: Yeah, it it uh, came up a bit. And then it was straight down again, and my insulin was shut off, and I I just couldn't think anything (laughs) what could work.
0: What was your blood sugar like where it was low?
1: Um, It wasn't that low, but that kind of low, which always goes lower.
0: Yeah, it just persists and stays there.
1: Yeah, it was around, um, I don't know, 60, 65 yeah. But if if I wouldn't keep on eating it would go way low. Right. I I just knew. Yeah. And um, I had my boyfriend waking me up several times like you're beeping again and you're beeping again <laughs> and this was just not not working out. <laughs> boys <laughs> and
0: boys are always waking girls up in the middle of the night.
1: But so. I love that because yeah. I I'm such a good, good sleeper that I just can't wake up to my CGM when I'm home with my parents. My mother came from next door, like yeah. you should eat something because <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's a lot of people. I,
1: yeah. I, I'm just there silently, and so, I, I just don't care. <laughs> so,
0: so not you know, just for I guess you know, just for your edification, like, when, there are those lows overnight. That when you bump them with juice or something, they go right back, and then they're okay. And then there's the ones you described that just persist and won't stop. And you've got your basil shut off, and it doesn't matter. You're eating, and it doesn't matter. But I I think then you have to – it stinks, but you kind of have to get up and eat something more substantial. It can't just be like a fast-acting sugar at that point. Like It needs to be something that will – um, move you up in the, in the short term, but sit in your stomach for the long term. And I think that's the difference. But, you know, if when you're an adult and your blood sugars, you know, you're in the threes for you and the fit, you know, around the sixties for us. I mean, it's easy to say, get up and go do something. I'm the one who like wakes up, assesses what's happened to Arden. You know, I'm, I've woken myself up. I'm thinking about it. Then I go, you know what? She needs something. I'm walk to the kitchen and bring it back to her, you know? kind of make her eat it. Yeah, Yeah, that doesn't exist And I
1: think it's, it's a whole different thing if that's your
0: kid. Yeah.
1: So, you take care of yourself and, and you do what you need to do, but it, when it's your kid's health and, and life that's in stake, because when you're low, that can happen. Of course. You know that. Yep. Then it's, it's just, you want to save her, you want to help her, and you just go there and give, give it to her, and, um, Actually, when I'm low at night, I can't make myself waking up so that I have reasonable thoughts about my blood glucose yeah. levels.
0: Do you have trouble caring?
1: Um, at night, yeah. I'm 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 the worst. So like, here's here are these glucose tabs or juice or something. I just grab it and and I'm uh, asleep by the last bite.
0: Well, you listen. I I, I hope that by the time this goes live for people which will be months from now i hope i will have taken what the loop feedback is teaching me and i hope that i've been able to expand on the ideas that we talk about on the podcast even further because i'll give you one simple idea okay So I tell people all the time, you know, use temp basil increases, Um, you know, if you're going to have something that's really carb heavy, like throw some extra basil on it, try to, you know, you've heard me say spread the basil out over the timeline of the, that you think the food's going to be in your system and, and, you know, all that stuff, you know, break out extended boluses, everything we talk about here. What I'm seeing in the feedback from the loop is pretty amazing. Because you're getting low in the middle of the night, and I know it's easy, we say it all the time, from something you did five hours ago, right? Insulin you had at dinner time, or is something you wouldn't even think about anymore still being an issue. But I'm, yeah. s- I'm seeing now that even though what we do here on the podcast works so amazing, it's, it's still not as well-timed against the needs of your body as it could be. I don't know how to figure it out without the algorithm, but I'm going to try. But what I'm seeing is it's amazing. Like Arden's, you know, Arden's basal rate is like 1.4 an hour, but the loop will sometimes see her getting ready to move and it'll jack her basal up to four units an hour, but only leave it on for like eight minutes and, and then go back. And then oh. and then, five minutes later, it changes it to something else. And then it says, Oh, I put in too much and it takes some away. And then it gives some and it takes some. Now, that's not something you could do as a human being, like living, you know, first you wouldn't, I don't think you'd actually be able to make sense of the data in a way where you could do it meaningfully. Um, and obviously you'd like to live your life, so you can't spend all of your time just moving <laughs> your basil around, right?
1: I just imagined uh, increasing my basil for eight minutes because Animas works with half an hour, and I just set a timer that, yes, from eight minutes from now, I will shut this thing up because it will go for for half an hour at least. It just,
0: <laughs> it's just really – it's 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 both eye-opening and – it's confusing me. I don't have my brain wrapped all the way around it yet. And this is me, um, you know, in May of 2019, talking. Just in case the timeline of this gets messed up, and I talk about loop, you know, five months ago.
1: Mean by right. Hungary still has the G four.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I I feel
1: like I feel like Hungary is Internet Explorer.
0: <laughs> like, <laughs> you're, you're the you're the, you're the uh, internet browser from microsoft from when i was a teenager <laughs>
1: yeah it's like uh you you ha- you know those memes like when somebody is just always late and it's always internet explorer <laughs> it's well, just...
0: well you're using a pump that isn't even for sale anymore here
1: um i stuck with it um I I have to switch to Matronic because here that's the only uh, option, mm-hmm. which doesn't cost me extra money. Gotcha. Um, I have their sensor because um, the G4 is still more expensive than the Enlight, and I kind of know my ways around the Enlight, and I know how to work together, and I know when it's off, and I know when uh, it gives me a line like this that which is kind of wonky. I have to check because it's just not that right. Gotcha. And, um, then, um, uh, so the sensor is, is okay for me. Uh, but I, I really want the, the G six because the light only works in my arm and, uh, I can't exert, insert it without my boyfriend because it's a two hand job.
0: I hear what you're saying you want to break up with this guy, but you can't because he, he, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, yeah. But. You need him. He's got to stay. That's it. Yeah. Can you imagine if you guys got into a big fight? You, have,
1: you have a kid together. Yeah. You, you just can't move on.
0: <laughs> He's, but the kid is your censor. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I'm, I'm assuming you're not thinking of breaking up. I just painted a picture in my head of you going, look, I don't want to date you anymore, but I still need you here every Thursday and Tuesday to change my... <coughs> And you can't say no to this. Plus, you have to sleep on the floor and wake me up when my blood sugar. Gets
1: <laughs> and bark because yeah, <laughs> yeah we don't have uh, diabetical dog. Yeah, either.
0: yeah. Hey, it he would be nice. <laughs> so, he, this poor guy he seems like he's, he's so lovely.
1: Uh, I get your analogy uh, with the kids because um, I was uh, thinking that. Um, um I don't want to break up with my boyfriend. I thought you were saying that my uh, sensor is my
0: boyfriend. <laughs> oh, you did. <laughs> like
1: um, like you you're in a relationship with somebody who you want to break up with um, but you can because you are stuck together. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, that's a different story, but I don't like to speak badly about Medtronic too much because they seem to get mad about it sometimes. But yeah, um, I heard their sensors not great.
1: I'm not mad about them and actually what they do here in Hungary is I think uh, the best option currently
0: of course no it's amazing that you have it
1: and um i support them when they need me to talk about sensors and stuff like that and uh it's just not reasonable for me uh to to say anything bad about them because uh, they help me big time yeah, of course my my life is 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 completely changed um so i I really recommend them to everybody here. Yeah. But, um, but we need to, to see the other opportunities. And, um,
0: I hear what you're saying. You want me to say it right now? We need Dexcom and Omnipod and tandem <laughs> right off their butts over in Europe and hustle a little bit, right? Make things more accessible to people. I gotcha. All right. Yeah. Well, we've thrown the gauntlet down.
1: And actually, I, I sometimes feel that, um, uh, that, um, an, uh, animus is better for me I know it's, it's off but you know um,
0: I've never used the animus pump I, I,
1: I, I don't want to go to Omnipod even if I had the chance because I love that I can move my pump around my body and it's not at the same spot like the, like the big part of it like you have to stuck the reservoir to your skin and it's there for I don't know, three days.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: For me, that would be the deal breaker
0: for you. The tubes are the be deal breaker. It's amazing. Yeah. Everybody has what makes, you know, sense to them and you know what, what's more important to them. It's that's why we always need absolutely always need choice and different things for different people that work. And accessibility is a problem for you. And, and that's just not okay. It's not a problem. It's not okay for anybody. You know, you yeah. need, you need to be able to choose. Um, so again, these companies need to get moving. I know Omnipod has people in Europe working, so hopefully they're making inroads. I know they, you know, I I hear from people in Australia constantly who wish that it was there. Uh, Dexcom is behind.
1: I would, I would definitely try it out because, uh, I, I always have second thoughts on it. Like, they give you a demo pod and why wouldn't you try it out? Just give it a try. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe, maybe I I didn't want to to live with uh, any insulin pump six years before I, I tried out uh, this one because uh, I wasn't 18. It was cheaper and I, I had to decide at that time. And at that time I was like, if I decide to have this pump a year from now, I wouldn't, uh, have the money to buy it.
0: I see. So you gave it a shot and you ended up loving it. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say earlier that everyone I've ever heard from loved that Animus pump. So anybody who's ever used it has never, I've never heard them say a bad word about it once. So it sucks that they're out of business. Um, but yeah, keep using yours as long as you can.
1: Yeah. I I bought some extra supplies and some of the cannulas are working with the Medtronic pump. So... I will continue to use them as long as I have them. And then I have to say goodbye. Yeah.
0: Aggie, you really have come come a long way from your description. I and mean, you talked about six years ago, you know, using pens, starting a pump, you know, not necessarily because you wanted to, admittingly using the pump as just like a pen, not really thinking about the extra features that it does. Just, you know, oh, I don't have to inject anymore. I can just push this button. To a person who's thinking Um, you know, staying fluid with their thoughts about their insulin and making adjustments and changing their basal rates. And you've come at an amazing amount of time and distance in in a short, you know, early in your life still, because it's, you know, you're 20, you said you're 23, right? So this is since you're 17 years old. That's amazing. It really is. I mean, do you ever just look back and think, wow, like I've really, I've really come a long way with this in a short time?
1: Um, I really think this from the last... One and a half, one year. Okay. Because um, I just did my diabetes on maintenance level, Mm -hmm. and um, I I say did my diabetes on purpose, and it's not uh, language boundaries because it was like a job, like doing laundry. Yeah. I wasn't living living with it. It was beside me, and I acted when I really had to, and maybe that's why I didn't have uh, good advances, and I didn't had uh, that great control. But um, I felt like this is too overwhelming for me, and I cannot do this. But then I just, you know, I'm I'm not that old, and I definitely don't want kids in the near future, but. There will be a point when I I want to have kids and I want to be a grandparent and that stuff girls think about you know. So I just I just wanted to be healthy as long as I can. Good for you. And I realized that maybe I don't have complications now. Maybe my blood works are fine, but there will be a point when something will happen. And I know that I don't have terrible control, but it's not good either.
0: I I really enjoyed the way you just said that you didn't have the diabetes as like part of your life. It was beside you, like it was adjacent to you and you dealt with it when you needed to, but now you see it as a, as a, a a necessary part of who you are and it can't be ignored no differently than your, you know, any other aspect of your health. Um, that's really uplifting. I'm, I'm really glad you shared that with me. Thank you. Um, I know uh I don't won't really be talking about it right now but a friend of mine uh, has had diabetes since we were kids since we were 16 and he passed away recently um you know and, he, and um I I I really w- I think that he would have um really benefited from hearing what you just said a long time ago so I'm sorry I, No no thank <laughs> you I, I appreciate that um but I I think you just said something that's going to help a lot of other people uh, never be in Mike's position. So that I'm, I'm really glad you shared that. Thank you.
1: Um,
0: I didn't mean to make you sad. I'm sorry.
1: (laughs) No, no, I'm not sad. I, um, I was just thinking what really made this, this drift for me to make it easier to other, other people who, who listens to this. But for me, it was just, I, I really want to stay healthy because I'm in a good relation relationship now. I have a good job, but but what does every good thing in my life mean if I cannot enjoy it? Yeah, and you know, and may- and as as I sorry, uh, right, just uh, just one thing. As I as I started to to make these efforts to to make my life better and make my uh, control better, it was the worst thing in my life and it was the hardest thing because i did everything and and i put it all my effort to to make everything work and it was just not making sense but trust me it will click in it's really just clicks in and um you will go just as effortless as before with the bad control
0: thank you i appreciate you saying that because it is difficult sometimes to explain to people that I know this sounds like a lot in the beginning, but that it will become intuitive and easier and things are going to change so much. You'll be thrilled that you put the effort in up front. I'm really impressed that you did it at such a young age. Actually. Um, I just feel like 23 is an age when you don't think of people as buckling down and thinking about themselves long-term, but it's, I'm just really thrilled that any part of this podcast helped you get to that point. And, and and I think that people listening should hear a couple of things. First of all, I hear what you're saying about, I want to have children and grandchildren, and I want to I live, and I want to be healthy, because there's good things in my life. But even if you don't see the good things in your life today, there are good things to be had, and you may have trouble finding them if you're always fighting with your health. Like, let's get your health in a great spot so that you can have time for the rest of the stuff or to pursue the other things that you don't have
1: and and I think I found more joy in my life with my better control because I'm not thinking in the background like oh my blood sugar is down and I have to do something because because you it it will become intuitive and you won't think as much you will You will think of it, but not in a way that, that it's, it's not a bad thing. It's just really management, like a household or, or something like that.
0: It's just something you have to do. You know, it's no different than, it's no different than all of the other little things you have to do all day long. And you just named the podcast episode, by the way, more joy.
1: (laughs) And Uy
0: Yes. And that, (laughs) which I, I already can't pronounce. Please tell your mom, no hard feelings. Um I don't want her mad at me.
1: No, no, <laughs> she, I, I, I think she would like you actually. <laughs> oh,
0: thank you. All right. Well then there it is. Uh if we can get the if we can get the auditorium, I'll come to Europe and talk about being bold with insulin. How's that sound? I'll do the whole uh I'll do the whole thing. We'll go hungry. Where else do people listen? Czech Republic people listen. I I have listeners in Prague, everywhere. Honestly, they're
1: oh, and and also if you could cut it to somewhere, I don't want anybody to to have bad feelings about Hungary because altogether it's a really beautiful and and really pretty country, and and we have really good culture here, and I love it here, and I don't ever want to move from here. it's just the prices of health here, which which is that bad.
0: Oh, I never. And, I, I, I did not take from it that you didn't love Hungary. I just was trying to. I was just trying to understand how, um, you know, how it worked, how people get their supplies, and and if, yeah. if, the, if the
1: cost. is I, I know, to their I know. Income. I just don't want anybody to think it's it's not a good thing to live here because it can be it can be good, and there are people who can make the most out of it.
0: Yep. No, I believe that. I my my wife traveled uh, for work, not to Hungary. Well, I mean, did she go to Hungary as well? She was in Turkey. How close is that to you?
1: Ah, uh, it's a bit far. <laughs> a
0: Bit far. Okay. She so she's been to. Let's see. Let me think of all the places that my wife's been. Now I'm not going to be able to list them all. But but my wife's had to for work travel um, to you know that part of the world a number of times, and she's always come back saying, "I really liked it there." And telling me all the same things as you, you know, talking about architecture and art and people's culture and just how wonderful and, and entrenched it felt with the people like that, where maybe here, we have so many different options for how to live your life and, you know, what direction you want to go into that we don't sometimes we're not all connected. Like, like you might be in a smaller place, you know what I mean? A place yeah. that's more rooted in tradition, I guess. Um so I no, please, I would never take that. And I will make sure I will make sure that everybody else knows that you, you love Hungary, and no, no one could possibly make you move out unless they were to bring back the animus ping pump and give you a G6. <laughs> then maybe you would go to Maryland if somebody made you, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Aggie, thank you so much for coming on. I'm going to say goodbye. Thank you to Aggie for doing this all the way from Hungary, even though, you know, the internet doesn't know where you are. Thanks so much, Aggie, for doing this. From all, Thank you so much, Aggie, for coming on the show, for finding this show, all the way in Hungary, and for representing all the people living in that part of the world. I think you did a really good job. I'm always looking for other people who live in different countries that would like to be on. I think it's really great to hear how our lives are all really so very similar. Same shoes, right? Just different country. Thanks also to the Contour Next One blood glucose meter. You can check that out, of course, at ContourNextOne.com. And, of course, Touched by Type One can be found at TouchedByTypeOne.org. There's links in your show notes and at JuiceBoxPodcast.com if you can't remember those links. But I feel like you've heard them so much you can probably say them in your sleep. Dump. Dump. I'm going to go to bed now before I die.